So this is this is actually uh, people don't really know about this and people don't talk about this too much. If you have kids and one and one of your the parents, whether it be baby mama, wife, husband, whatever, your partner passes away, your kids are entitled to social social security benefits. Have you been wondering how to get your money right? Stressing every month with never-ending lists of financial demands? Or are you just tired of not knowing where all your money is going? Did you know that WalletCoach has a solution? WalletCoach offers one-to-one coaching sessions to get your money back into shape. WalletCoach was formed to help everyday people get financially secure and free by teaching a four-step approach to money management. Our favorite testimony is one client who saved up $1,000 as an emergency fund within six months while only making $1,800 a month. If you are curious how WalletCoach can help you in similar ways, sign up for a free 15-minute consultation on our website, thewalletcoach.com. That's thewalletcoach.com. Or text the word COACH to 470-606-8949 to get a link to schedule. Now back to the show. Welcome everyone to Wallet Talks podcast, where we are here exploring ways to have meaningful and less awkward conversations about money while gaining tips to help our money go further. I am your host, Jason Alexander, and this is episode number six. This week, we have a guest from the New York area that shares how he was able to overcome the challenges of being a social worker in the pandemic, but still achieving some major financial milestones. This episode is full of so many gems, so we're going to get right into it. Here is our topic of the day, overcoming adversities with Bass Milano. Hey Bass. Hey, how are you? Hey, good to see you, man. How you how you feeling these days? I'm doing great. Just taking one day at a time. That's all we can do. Yeah, yeah. It, listen, it's we're still in the pandemic, so every, every yes, day, absolutely. <laughs> every day we gotta find a silver lining. Stay louder <laughs> for the people in the back. <laughs> right, we're still in the pandemic. People, mask up uh, <laughs> or get vaccinated. Anyway. Uh, I thought this was going on a tangent. So, you know, Bass, tell us a little bit about where you come from. What do you do from the day to day in your line of work? Yeah, sure. So um, my full name is Bass Aliso. Uh, everybody calls me Bass for short. I'm originally born and raised in, in the Bronx, Boston, New York. I literally uh, used to live walking distance from Yankee Stadium. Uh, I Grew up on the same block where they filmed the the Joker movie, and like literally, uh, like a two minute, less than a two minute walk from the, the Joker stairs, as they call it. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, great scene, I'm, by the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he needed an Oscar just dancing on those stairs. Those stairs are, are tricky. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I moved to uh, Delaware uh, during the middle of the pandemic, twenty twenty. Uh, was a 
uh, was actually a goal of mine to uh, move. I just got tired of New York City and just the politicians ruining the the great state in, of New York and the great city of New York. I was like, I can't do this anymore. I just you know, I'm, I'm 42, so I was like, uh, literally, like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> it's just everything just started bothering me. So I was like, I actually been doing my homework on, on Delaware for like since like 2017. It's like coming down here. Yeah. Like once a year, checking out all this new construction that they build, like, oh, this is nice. And then like the school district is supposedly you know, top notch. So like fiance is like, let's do this. And like we did it and did our homework in terms of like getting our tax papers together, just everything that that you need uh, in order to get pre-approved. And uh, it just happened so fast. Uh, Delaware has been a hot market for, for a long time. It literally within weeks, they just got our you know, offer was approved. And like literally like a month, two months later, signed a contract and been been here almost a, a full year coming up wow. in February. So wow. That that sounds familiar to like my story where um it sounds like you said you purchased a home in the yes, middle of the pandemic. Yes. Yeah. So so that sounds like a little bit of our story. We purchased a home right before, like literally when everything shut down on like March 17th, we closed on March 15th. Wow. And what that did was all of our furniture that we have purchased. <laughs> was like super delayed for like six months so we're like oh my god you know, no kitchen table no couch there's you know folding chairs and stuff like that so i don't feel i don't feel as bad now because i went like a few weeks a few weeks without no furniture and, yeah no, and do, no. Doing, doing zoom calls like on, <laughs> on my steps for work <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh but you persevere so much like i was reading your story you have a, a article out um south side miami that, that highlights a little bit of your story, which is amazing. I want you to get into that. But tell me, you persevere because you, you are a social worker, yes. which is, I mean, describe how that is like the, the life of a social worker. Well, I've been in January 2022 makes 20 years in the social work field. Um, I've been uh, 10 years, actually more than going like 12 years post, post-master's. Um, I actually got uh, my social work license in Delaware uh, this past May 2021 and also a, a school a certified school social worker here in the state of Delaware that also happened uh, right after I got licensed here in okay. 2021 so I'm currently work as a school social worker in uh, Dover Delaware in the elementary school uh, it's definitely been an experience. Uh, I primarily work uh, kindergarten through fourth grade, uh, really uh, work closer with the kindergartners and, and the first graders. Mm-hmm. Um, they coming in and, you know, because of the pandemic, some of them may not have the opportunity of going to daycare. Or if they did, it was like sporadic. Uh, these first graders, we, we call them are like kindergartners part two because, you know, <laughs> They kind of spent their kindergarten year remotely for the for the most part right. until like until like maybe like March April of this past year, doing the, the what we call like the hybrid model go like two days a week and then up to four days a week. So uh, literally like no real structured school training and here they come 
uh, try uh, we try to give them the structure, and some of them, uh, especially our kindergartens, are just walling out and leaving yeah. class. Not only leaving class, leaving the school building, and Wait, I got like check. Wait, Bats, I got to stop. <laughs> Did you just say, if I'm hearing you correctly, kindergartens are skipping school? Leaving their classroom, <laughs> like eloping out of class. They're running out of the building, but I'm just, like, I need a break. <laughs> bro, this is, this is interesting because we were saying off camera about the pandemic kindergartens, and you said something that was interesting. I want you to elaborate on what you said because- to me as a social worker, what are you, what, what, what is your role when you have uh, the situation that you're gonna describe where um, the kindergarten's mindset is, is not what you would expect? Yeah, so like I actually uh, work with a, a contracted agency with the school district. So I cut, it's kind of like blending in like both companies at the same time to try to provide uh, you know, individual and group counseling for, for mm-hmm. the youngsters. So pretty much my, what my role is, well, the school pretty much has us like all hands on deck. So it's literally helping when the kids get dropped off by car, like help them open the door and like make sure they come in safely inside the school building. Do lunch duty, we're, we're literally like cleaning tables after they like eat their lunch, mm-hmm. like helping them like get on the bus for dismissal, getting you know, just like a, basically a little bit of everything. So yeah. more like just lunch duty alone is just like, I'm tired. <laughs> right, can't, right. Can't wait till four o'clock to go home. But, um, and then I do the, do the, the meme that uh, a freaking Tom Hanks run, running, <laughs> running for dear, for dear life. So. <laughs> Working for dear life. Describe one, one, one of the situations that you had told me offline was um, some of them kindergarten's mindset was, they couldn't take a compliment and they just sets them off. Like what, yeah, what are you so, doing that? So like I've had instances where you no know, kids are like sitting on their desks, like they coloring, like learning the letters, they tracing like how to write their name, like uh, what quote unquote, you know, normal kindergartner would be learning in a kindergarten class. Yeah. Like, oh, you're doing such a great job, you know, keep up the great work. You no, know, just typically like you no know, build, you no know, build, building them up, and sometimes a couple of them just don't know how to take a compliment. It's like, what? What do you say? Like, like, right? And then they start like, like, like that. Literally in an instant, they just like, what? for lack of a better word, they you no know, bugging out. So it's just <laughs> got a couple of kids that they just they are just do their own thing, and it's just. They like I I don't know exactly what what's going on, but you no, know, these are five six six year old kids that you know just need the extra attention, extra support, and unfortunately, uh, many of them, not all of them, but many of them are, are black and brown uh, students. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, what exactly is going on at home that's like triggering them? And you no, know, I'm used to like actually doing home visits and like actually trying to dig deeper, like what exactly is going on on in a home that maybe might trigger them with school or just in life in general. Yeah. Uh, so not having that aspect or that unknown is definitely uh, different for me, not used to that and not used to the school settings of having uh, you know, certain protocols that I, I'm not used to and that I don't 
always necessarily uh, have been agreeing to like okay that's it so the kid just like wild out like cursing spitting spitting at us and like they're gonna come the next day like nothing happened like okay <laughs> so it's just it's just been a, a huge challenge and uh you know i'm always up to, for a good challenge but this is like it's, it's crazy <laughs> it sounds like um it sounds like your t-shirt no one for those who can't see his t-shirt says the social worker rant social work rants podcast rants podcast i i see why a social worker will want to rant <laughs> based <laughs> on what you just just told me from kindergartens and you would think they were like i mean we know they high energy but the disrespect or whatever um, that that comes with it. Tell me a little bit. What then is the major rant for social worker? What what caused you to have this uh, podcast? Well, um, it kind of the idea kind of started back in twenty late twenty nineteen. Um, I actually have a, a friend of mine from Staten Island. Uh, he does a, a fathering podcast, so he actually did a whole episode of how to start a podcast. It was just so like simple, broken down. Like, oh, I'm not very like tech savvy, so I like, oh, I could, I could do this. <laughs> and I actually have a, a undergrad degree. Um, I wanted to be a sports broadcaster, so I do have a, oh, a cool. broadcasting, a, a BA, a bachelor of arts, you know, in the communications and uh, in education. So. Uh, I wanted to do that, but you no. Know, after nine eleven, uh, that kind of kind of changed things, uh, changed things around, and and things like that. So when some I started learning about podcasts and stuff, and people I know started from wrestling podcasts or different things, like oh okay, uh, interesting, and listening to them and figured out how to listen to a podcast because I didn't know how to even even do that <laughs> so um and then I, I was listening to um you know uh, earn your leisure podcast um yeah. and and they were talking about uh they did a podcast episode too and like how to like monetize uh you know in podcasts like oh you guys can make money like you know if you get enough listeners and all this yeah. other stuff um and sponsorships and things like that it's like oh okay like i actually could so that kind of like really like the wheels started started rolling um i was working at the time not only as a school social worker but i'm also a licensed zumba instructor so i actually had just got hired uh 2019 uh working at a gym between uh the bronx and uh and queens and like as a sub and also we were doing uh Oh, uh, no classes for for kids like you no know, wellness, wellness classes uh, exercise classes for kids so i was doing that and that's as a, as a side hustle you know getting extra checks so oh so i'm always thinking about multiple streams of income mm-hmm. and they're like oh so let me so january 2020 came i had no idea what i wanted to talk about i hit record on anchor <laughs> said whatever i said and that was the first episode. It's actually going to be crazy. It's going to be like two years in January. And it's like time like literally flew by. So uh, since January 2020, like uh, the podcast has been listened to like 37 different countries, over 6,000 listens, total listens, uh, averaging like up to like 300 uh, listens a month. 
uh, and change is still growing. Uh, it's still in its, its infancy. You would say it's like it's like Bitcoin. It's still it's still uh, it's still a toddler. So it's, it's still get growing. It, get it, yeah, get it was hot. So yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's not... This is actually one of one of one of my sweatshirts that you could get get online on my Teespring account. I also got a, a hoodie as well, and also a regular T-shirt. So uh, unisex or any male female. Could, could cop, cop uh, the merchandise. So also got electrifying social worker masks because uh, since we still have a pandemic, like wear a mask. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. um, no, yes. just different things like that. So I literally had, uh, I call uh, this COVID era, uh, the era of shooting your shot. So okay. literally I was like DMing people, you know, coming up with ideas for the podcast. What the hell do I even talk about? Right. Um, so literally the pandemic happened, pandemic, perfect. Okay, let's provide social workers with resources, uh, mainly in New York, because um, mm, I was okay. still I was still based in New York, even though like people like California was listening to it, a couple of people like Texas were listening to it. So okay, here here's some resources that I, like looked up on, online to help clients. Yeah. Um, I was I was working you know, with, with the elderly in in Harlem in New York, um, and literally pandemic was like, um, literally like killing people, killing our clients like left and right. Like right. Well, like eight thirty in the morning, we have our meeting, and we find out somebody passed away. Then it was yeah. like lunchtime, somebody passed away. Then later on in the day, somebody passed away. So it yeah. was like. So working with what what we call the hot, uh, a buzzword in social work of vicar- vicarious trauma and literally you know, working and then like you got like my own clients in my case so like had like a few people like started passing away as well and it was like or getting hospitalized being sent to the nursing homes and and for those people who don't who don't know know uh, you know Andrew Cuomo the yeah the governor at the time the, I think everybody his, knows his who con- he is. <laughs> and you know, did the um, you know the whole policy of sending uh, patients to to the nursing homes and you know, they got COVID. So like we already got people in the nursing homes without COVID. Now you got people coming in with COVID and then uh, they spreading it. And kind of, so it was just uh, an unfortunate situation though with that. So we're trying to do discharge planning. Like are they coming out? Like mm-hmm. are, are they coming back home? Like what does that look like? You know they have home health aides that or refusing like i'm not going to work with this person the person got covid so it's yeah. like, like what do we do like we want to send them back home but they don't have services we need and we talk about like uh clients 55 years and older so my oldest client i had at the time was like 102 so wow. it was just um you know a gamut of ages we got uh dementia clients uh, alzheimer's clients you know, people with parkinson's on top of high blood pressure issues, we got mental mental illness on top of there, like high blood pressure yeah. and heart heart disease problems, kidney issues, like you name it. Uh, the gamut was filled filled with these medical diagnoses on top of trying to make sure their Medicaid is straight, their housing is straight, like their food stamps is straight. So it was just uh, a lot going on. And then on top of that, in April, my my mom got mm. got got sick. I was actually like working from home and then all of a sudden I hear like like coughing, like okay. choking on choking on some Gatorade. I'm like, what's going on? And like, and she got red like in seconds. Like I'm wearing wow. like I'm wearing like red red shorts and it's like got redder than like my red shorts. So I'm like, 
like I'm calling nine one one, and then like okay she came like and like who knows because I you know New York at, was like the epicenter of COVID at the time. This is like April twenty twenty. Yeah. So like I literally like saying my goodbyes like because I don't know if I'm gonna see mm. her again. Mm. And it's like my mom was like looking like like days like didn't know what was going on. She couldn't really speak. Um. Don't know what was going on. She just got literally taken like in in like in the chair that like wheelchair being being like taken to the ambulance. Yeah. Um. So she spent like all of April in the hospital. She actually got discharged a week later, and just like completely like, uh, just not coherent at all. Mm-hmm. And I was like her had like huge altered mental status. And I was like. Like they literally got discharged, they discharged like that, and which blew my mind. And then so literally had to like call 911 literally the next day, like hours later, to have her send her back. Goes to gets discharged to a nursing home Mm. um, because I I was like caring for her um, at home. She actually was in a nursing home like the summer of 2019 got discharged like right before the, the lockdown happens like the beginning of March 2020 and then pandemic happens so I'm literally that first month in March caring for her I'm literally like like sponge bathing her changing diapers like mm-hmm. uh, like how, how we do for babies that's what I was doing for my mom so yeah um and then so goes back to the hospital and then sent a nursing home and literally a couple of days later, like May 3rd, 2020, she passes away. I, so I get the call. I get a call at five o'clock in the morning that Sunday and she passes away. So it was like, hmm. it's just been like crazy. So it's, uh, I'm still here, still standing. Like, yeah, and it was just, it was hard. Uh, just I did didn't even sleep that that whole. I didn't go to sleep until like maybe like twelve thirty one o'clock the following day. Just like couldn't sleep. I tried to take a nap. Couldn't nap. Let my kids know. Like I got two two kids. I got a twelve now twelve year old and a nine son and a nine year old daughter. And it's like letting them know like what happened to their grandmother who you know been all living together. So it was like yeah. Um, it was just a crazy, crazy time. Um, actually, um, luckily for me, uh, my beautiful, talented fiance, uh, work, worked at the time as a, uh, a teacher assistant at a preschool. So they went virtual. So I had the conversation where I was like, okay, you, cause I still had to go to the office. Like, okay, you be the full-time parent. I come see, see you and the kids on the weekends. Uh, once I like have like my mom straight uh, and then like have like my dad like kind of yeah. take over until I get back like on a Sunday so that's how that's how we did it so if it wasn't for her and like her profession like I probably would have had to like take like FMLA from work because work yeah. wasn't being wasn't being uh lenient with the time that that I had needed so like these are my options either like you like take your sick take all your sick days take your vacation days and then try to care for your mom or you go the fmla route so i didn't want to do that because you know, at, at the time like I, I had just started investing in stocks 
as mm-hmm. well. <laughs> so I was like learning was about the, le- learning about stocks. Look, um, yeah, that, I mean that's crazy. I mean just just <laughs> I'm just I'm hearing this and I'm like, <laughs> how did this man overcome these situations? Like, I mean, your mom, your this COVID, there's like what did you use? What mechanisms did you use? to get you I know you said your fiance helped with like the parenting but like how did you overcome like some of the mental trauma that would have come from something like that so um since I'm going back to being a Zumba instructor so Zumba did a whole beautiful pivot in terms of um, having instructors teaching their classes virtually so they did a whole virtual platform obviously because the gyms were like shutting down you no know, nationwide and then obviously like worldwide so whoever was a zoom instructor anywhere in this world was able to provide you know zumba classes uh, virtually so i started doing like some classes even on the tight <laughs> tight space in my bedroom my bedroom literally became like my my zumba workout studio uh my yeah. office like, because I was still trying to protect not only myself, but protect, you know, my mom, then like, you no, know, my dad, my dad has his auto, autoimmune uh, yeah. deficiency. So it was like, I'm only going to the, walk into the kitchen, walk back and like close the door. I have, have my mask on in the house and like, I'm trying to keep myself safe, keep mm-hmm. my dad safe and and just do what I need to do. So I was like, literally like stayed in my, my bedroom, like the whole time. And like, okay, five o'clock is over. Like there's a Zumba class. We'll start at six, do that. Um, my outlet, you know, from social work was the gym, like, you know, lifting weights and like, yeah, the boss pissed me off today. Like, yeah, go at it at the gym. So when the gym closed, like that, you no, know, doing a Zumba class here and there, try to kind of stay in shape a little bit. And then out of nowhere, like I was one day sitting, sitting on the, on the couch, watching TV. And then these words started popping in my head, like I ran, grab a piece of paper, grab a pen, put words on the paper. And then like, okay, it rhymes. Okay. Then the next couple of lines, okay. Okay. This rhymes. Like whatever popped in my head was like flowing from my mind to my hand and started writing it ended up at like a poem what? and then like and yeah, that was ba- this this also at the same time uh, uh the murder of Breonna Taylor mm-hmm. happened at the same time then a couple of months later George Floyd got killed so this is all happening at the same time so obviously that you know messed me up as well you know seeing that seeing the George Floyd videos like um, and what killed me even more from the video was months later, we, you know, at work, we did a whole, uh, uh, thing like, to like, you know, anti-racism type of thing at work, whatever. So, but I did it virtually. Mm-hmm. Um, so we literally, you know, in honor of show respect, we actually did like the, the kneel down, like taking a knee for the mm-hmm. whole time he was killed as, was as a show, uh, show of support. Mm-hmm. And like I have a history of bad of bad knees, I have a tendonitis as a as a teenager, preteen. So to actually do that for eight minutes and forty one seconds or whatever time that he got killed was like was powerful. Mm-hmm. A lot um, of yeah, a lot so, of levels. 
all that, you know, still, I didn't allow myself to really grieve because you know, I still had to work. The clients were still passing away to a point by the time I resigned or like by the time like September hit, um, was like 30 clients that I know that passed away mm-hmm. from COVID. Mm-hmm. And then on top of my mom, uh, then I had a couple other clients pass away from natural causes, not COVID related. So um, every once in a while, like these words started flowing in my mind again. Just take a piece of paper, had another poem. Wow. Then I had like another poem. So like going back to the multiple streams of income, be like, why don't I like release a book? Mm-hmm. So with the past past year and change now, like off and on, like our right, I went for a, a stretch size, like some writer's block. I was like, wh- like nothing, nothing was happening, like nothing. Like so yeah. and then all of a sudden, like something happened, like at the job that I had in January this year, and I worked up to June and went through some some BS with the job. That's what, like, all right, I wrote about that. You know, we touched, we talked offline of, like, who, a little bit of, like, who really taught me about, you know, wealth and wellness and about money. And yeah. it's, like, my parents really didn't have that as education for me. There was, like, old school. It's, like, okay, put your money in the bank let, and, okay. like, save, save your money. Yeah. So the, the best advice my mom gave me, at least in terms of wealth or finances, anything like that, um, was when I had a conversation with her back in like late 2019. Was if you're gonna buy a house, because we had a conversation about, okay, I'm gonna, I want to buy a house in 2020, and I want you to live with me. I'm, I'm tired of you in the Bronx. Like you're in this nursing home. When you get discharged, we're gonna set you up. And we're gonna get this house in Delaware, and you come live with me. Mm. So that if you're gonna get a house. It needs to be a multifamily, at least wow. somebody upstairs, however it's going to work, at least a two-level a two house. And that way, your your tenant is going to pay for your, for your mortgage, and, and you're good. Yeah. I was like, but me living in the Bronx with noisy neighbors, got a noisy neighbor upstairs, a noisy neighbor downstairs a noisy neighbor in the next building you can hear their music blasting it's like no i don't want to deal with that so <laughs> I want, if any noise gonna be in the house it's gonna be me the kids my fiance and, and maybe my parents at, at the time that's it right so so i actually clo- closed on on a town town home in february uh this year 2021 um and it happened like really fast like wow so wait so your mom gave you the advice to do the multifamily yes but you didn't go to the multifamily but you just purchased on but you but you did purchase real estate purchase oh um, yes ah, I did gotcha purchase. gotcha so my, my my first time home home buyer first time home buyer that's that's awesome i'm gonna clap it up for that being a first time home buyer in the midst of the pandemic and yes, thank you <laughs> um i wanted to say though it sounded like when you were talking about your story regarding uh through the pandemic you overcame it through your poetry and your podcast, it sounded like. Is that accurate? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So I was still recording uh, podcast episodes. I think initially I was doing them weekly. I think I kind of fell off a little bit and started doing a bi-weekly. Mm-hmm. So I was like, what, what can I do to really 
pandemics happening. I was, did a, a couple episodes for resources. I was dealing with issues with my mom. So anybody could relate to uh, taking care, being a caregiver and taking care of an elderly person. Yeah. So I did that. And then my mom passed away. So I kind of used my podcast as like my release of like grief and stuff. So I did a whole podcast episode, like very raw. You could check it out. Season one of like everything that led up to what from her being in a nursing home to like being discharged, yeah. coming home, taking care of her to like going to the hospital. She passed away. Yeah. So I did that. And then like, okay, everybody's home. We in a pandemic, everybody's home. How how can I like maximize, you know, a networking opportunity? What like what can I do with the podcast? Yeah. So I started reaching out, you know, to different social workers. I started reaching out to different influencers, whatever, like DMs. Started going on LinkedIn real hard. Um, I, I had a LinkedIn account, and LinkedIn was one of those things like. You got it, but you don't use it. I started <laughs> I started true. using it like crazy. That's true. And like sending messages, private messages to different people, social workers, and I could you know, I want to connect, you know, thank you for connecting, blah, blah, blah. send a message out. Uh, hey, I'm actually like a social worker. I, I host this podcast called Social Work Podcast. I actually came up with a whole stick, <laughs> came up like to start on the whim, like. Oh, this this actually looks sounds and looks kind of like professional <laughs> a little bit. So like, <laughs> and then doing that, sending email. If I had an email, sending out emails, you no know, DMs on Instagram. I actually had um, Ash Cash on the podcast. Ash Cash is amazing, a financial expert, best-selling author. Yeah, he actually he actually blessed me with, with an episode in season one. Um, actually, when when people started getting the um, getting the checks, the the stimulus checks, the first ones, so like how can social workers use their money? Should they use it to pay off their student loans? Because remember, mm-hmm. March and April mm-hmm. 2020, the government decided not, not to charge, charge us interest. So, okay, should we pay it, our stimulus checks and pay it towards the principal? And it will be like towards the principal or use it for something else. So we did a whole episode about that. Go check it out. People, so then, if you want to know that Yes, answer. go check it out. Season one. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so then like... Uh, the pen, my guest that I had, um, Tim Ryan, we talked in back season one. You know, he does all these talks, uh, regarding substance abuse and uh, that he called it the pandemic within the pandemic of uh, opioid addiction was you know, really big. Out then, the pandemic happened, and people are still having issues with substance abuse, and that's a, a major, uh, uh, thing for my heart because yeah. you know, I've actually had a, a loved one who uh, passed away because of substance abuse. So, um, so I'm dealing with that and like having a conversation uh, of his recovery and how he's helping people and how the pandemic, um, you know, they need 12 steps. They need, yeah. you know, they need programs and everything's online and people are struggling to find they we can't do 12 steps on zoom we need to be in person face to face how like what do we do and, and and so he does talks throughout the country him and his, and his wife but we had a whole episode about that like what do we do to help people you know stay yeah. sober in a recovery during the pandemic yeah it was and a resource like, it was a resource yeah so it was, it was a resource exactly wow. so coming up with resources so then i had another idea that like started flowing it's like okay uh connect with other social workers 
like actually like showcase them on my podcast like what do you do like in social work and uh, we're not just just taking removing kids from the home putting in foster care we do <laughs> way, we do way more than that right we do we do way more than that like i'm a school social worker like i do individual group counseling and all this stuff. whatever the school wants me to do <laughs> i'm i kind of like doing it without trying not to kill myself yeah in the process of doing it so like i like had like reached out to people in cali had people in texas like in new york like they had like some uh, a social worker or mental professional out in london like using linkedin and just like connecting and then so i was back to like weekly episodes i was like literally interviewing people on my bed <laughs> in pandemic at home and it's like i was sitting on the floor while like my headphones on this, sticking into my phone and like guy. recording on, on anchor this is like this is flowing 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 bass you 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 are astonishing me every the more and more i'm listening to you <laughs> y'all gotta look just just imagine this though bass is in new york the height of the, the epic center of a, of a pandemic he's dealing with covid he's a social worker that's a lot of trauma in itself on top of the yes. pandemic but in the same token on the same side you release, you know, you 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 up your game on the podcast. You start writing poems, and and I and and I think you said you purchased a home too. And I know I haven't. I'm gonna just lead into this. You got a book coming out too, right? Book, yeah, yeah. So I'm working. I'm working on the book. The book is actually finally finished writing. As just a matter of like writing, like the back of the book was book about and all the stuff, the inside of the cover, and try to get all that pieces together try to get some headshots in and what's, what's the name of his final pieces it's called triumph triumph through pain how to maximize your full potential during down times if i mean that's basically what you've been telling me <laughs> yes <laughs> that's basically what you've been telling us right now it's like guys you guys have to understand this this person has i, I think i think the best way to describe it is what you said it COVID is it was an era of take your shot. Yes. And I feel like you're like Michael Jordan in game six of his last championship. <laughs> you're having your the follow-through hand just hanging hanging there, like, yes, I'm still taking my shot. Wow. Okay. So so with and I purchased the car too. Oh, yeah. And you <laughs> just throw all of this. How how are you able to do all that as a social worker? The, I mean, financially. Buy a home, buy a car in the same year. I was I was like literally saving um just every month, just saving like uh, um you know my um, full transparency. My my parents were wasn't charging me rent, so like yes, I would help out with the rent mm-hmm. or or pay or pay for the cable bill, like the light bill, like obviously buy food and things like that. So like whatever I, I was saving, like just like years this is going back like 20 2014 when uh, my wife and I separated when I moved back home um, from Jersey I was living in Jersey nine years moved back home with, with my two kids and then okay that's what I was able to like start saving some money and just keep saving it put it in the bank and just let it rock and then learning about you know Ally and all these other mm-hmm. you know, banks that to have higher interest rates and like switching my money over to that and, and then just I, I, every few years i would like change a job and like 
make a little bit more money so I was able to like okay in a way like getting a raise was not really getting a raise because I was getting a new job to make a little bit more money so mm. I was able to do that and like okay whatever that money extra coming in just like say you know saving saving that put it in the bank and then what it, what it came and then also um in full transparency as well um when my ex-wife passed away in 2016. So this is this is actually, uh, people don't really know about this and people don't talk about this too much. If you have kids mm-hmm. and, one, and one of your the parents, whether it be baby mama, wife, husband, whatever, mm-hmm. your partner passes away, your kids are entitled to social security benefits. Mm. Speak on that elaborate so i actually learned that from a friend of mine uh who like her husband passed away so she was uh, we have honest conversations and it's like oh i get money for for my daughter after like my husband passed away i was like oh you tell me about that so when um you know my ex-wife passed away like i already knew like i I was on it like literally two days later or whenever i got the death certificate um, I was already calling Social Security or even I think I went there in person. And it was like, there's a death certificate. Like I got two kids. Like here's their birth certificates, yeah. their Social Security cards. Like I already knew like what's, what to bring. It was in the office like all day. And then I actually, they gave me like ret- retro money for, for them. And then like literally I get a check every month. So like they had their money. Okay, this my daughter was four at the time and my son was seven Mm -hmm. so literally until the age of 18 or now whenever social security runs out whichever one comes first (laughs) they get they get a check every month so that so that's part part of their college money and then also i was using you know their funds to whatever i i needed needed to do yeah so like that would actually being was my reserves as well Mm. when you, you need reserves so when you want to purchase a house, so like that makes sense. This is my reserves, yeah, from my from my nine to five, plus these are my reserves for them. So like okay, and then having good credit is essential. Yeah, like I, when I got separated, that's one of the first things I did was work on on my credit. I think it was at the lowest, maybe five fifty five, five sixty. Yeah, that's low. <laughs> and it's like. I just worked way up, like things started falling off eventually off my credit report. And I was started seeing increases um, using credit, credit karma, you know, definitely like helped out and just learning as I was going, mm-hmm. uh, figure things out to a point where like my credit was like immaculate. It was like, all right, like literally, literally we started looking at houses November, um, Last year, like a year ago, was started looking at houses. Like, okay, this is the house we saw, and it was like we made an offer. Um, and then, like, literally two days before Christmas last year, we got the the offer was was accepted. Mm. And then February, February was the close. So it literally happens that quick because the, the market was on fire. It's hot. It's hot. And so I guess the same thing, you use your reserves to purchase a car as well as, as to finance that, I guess. Yeah. So, so the car, the car was something I, I was like learning ha, as I was going because mm-hmm. 
I was trying to initially, well, on top of that, I got um, uh, backtrack a little bit in October, 2020. Uh, I started my uh, LLC, uh, Bass City Entertainment is the online, for now is an online virtual um, self, self-care uh, company. Uh, my my uh, poetry book is will be like the first thing coming out of from my my business on top of eventually getting back to doing virtual Zumba classes that that's down the pike. Mm-hmm. Um, so like basically like did that got my my, my LLC and out. So I wanted to put initially put my the car under the business even if I had to like personally guarantee mm. the car. Ooh. Um, was to do that. Oh, so you put the car um, in the business? I had wanted to for some, like, I didn't know, like, the whole trick of the trade yeah. to that. So, like, the dealership didn't really, like, explain all that. And I didn't really learn that trick yet okay. all the way. So I, I I did it under my personal name. No no money down. Like, literally, like, check my credit, like, proof they is the keys they they there you go so actually it, it took most of this year but i finally was able to transfer the car and is now under that city entertainment wow my car why is so, that important well ba- well basically um no you could depreciate you no know, your vehicle for taxes the, the following year or depending on the full price of the vehicle or the mileage, whatever, whatever is more. And you could uh, depreciate the car. Um, you could get the whole price, total price of the car in one shot, or you could do like installments for the next, I don't know how many, right? how many years, at least maybe two to three years afterwards right. to the total price of the car. Um, so if you so say, for example, your car was like 20,000, uh, you could get, most most of that money back in your taxes in one shot for one year or you could break up twenty thousand in right. like installments like every every couple of years after that whichever however you want to do it so so i mean that's something i, I learned i learned this like this year 2021 does i want people to like understand that no. and i'm still learning as, as i'm going like whatever i learned i've been trying to put like apply it and put it in practice but you have an idea you have a mentality though that i want to explore a little bit like who had who how did you get this mentality instilled in you like who taught you these things or this who who put it's this just, mentality it's just something it's just something like i learned with experience mm-hmm. you no know, no i was married nine years and did like a lot of financial like mistakes with, with money and like my ex-wife you no know, god rest her soul like she wasn't good with mm-hmm. with the financial piece mm-hmm. at all um yeah. so like you no know, credit cards and things like that and like um yes yeah, so i was paying i was paying them or to a point where like you no know, i had gotten like laid off 2014 so it was like having two kids not one kid but two kids and then like my money was like i was in the red for a lot of times and then like something else was going on like i don't want to like no elaborate that uh, on that part for for the sense of my, my kids but yeah. there was some other stuff yeah, yeah that was preventing like me from like you know being still still being in, in the red so um so just money mistakes like that like 
my dad wasn't really good with like money. He, he was like, I want to buy, a, I need to buy a car. Like, why? <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> I need it for work. Like, and then just like impulse buying, you no know, buying. Yeah. And it wasn't like all the time, but like there's stuff that could have been like done like better with money. Like yeah. it just didn't happen. My mom was more of a saver, like just like pay her bills and then was like put some money aside in in the bank. Um, so do you- obviously now 2021, 20, like that you can't really put your money in the bank, not, not getting anything out of it. So, so do, are you, do you budget? You have like a spending plan that I'm still that I'm still struggling with okay. honestly with, with, with budget like I don't have a, have a budget um you no know, with the pandemic has helped me to like when going anywhere where where we going where are we going yeah. um I mean occasionally like obviously the whole point of self-care right before uh pandemic happened just like I want to go to a concert go to the concert have have a day night with my fiance or Go to a baseball game with with the, fam- the family. Going to a baseball game here then It wasn't like mm-hmm. splur- like splurging or anything. Like uh, I went on like a real vacation for like the first time in like years in 2019. I went to went to Toronto for for like two weeks, mm-hmm. like a week and a half, two weeks, and that was like literally like my first vacation since like 2007. So like, um, you know, so I wasn't like never really had like a budget like just like okay these are like mistakes like okay yeah i'll move back move back home like okay i'm able to save a couple bucks here and there like what what keep saving like my my end goal was always eventually to move out like you either like for myself and my kids like we moving out somewhere like my parents like you come in or you not right so like i like i had this thought you no know, 2014 2015 like maybe possibility of moving back to Jersey. I was, like I said before, I was living there for nine, for nine years, maybe move back to Jersey or, you know, upstate, like the market, like Orange County in, in New York was, is becoming, was becoming like a hot market. And it still is a hot market. Yeah. Like, the thing, just like, okay. Like the Bronx was not like the, the, the I love the Bronx, no BX forever, <laughs> BX but, 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 you know, my end goal, like always had a goal in mind. Okay. Like I needed like, to move how can how can i get there mm-hmm. what what's the what's the problem that obviously you know life happens life like throws curveballs and then like it like 2019 was like okay 2020 this is the year no matter what <laughs> this has happened then of course pandemic happens and it's a point where like my fiance and i had conversations about uh do we want to put uh, push this back a year because who, who knows what the housing market is going to look like. Yeah. What, what are we doing? Are we still going to move? Uh, so like our brother was gracious enough to offer you know, his home you know, to us. And you know, he had a conversation with us like July 4th weekend, 2020, we, we went down uh, even though we weren't supposed to travel, <laughs> but <laughs> we left New York, go to Delaware to travel. Right. The state in this house and was like, hey, you can stay here until you find a crib. So she actually went went ahead, uh, took the kids while I still stayed in New York. And then uh, going Antrac, Antrac became my best friend mm-hmm. and going to New York to, to Delaware on, on Antrac and, you know, spending the weekends with the kids. And then Sunday, take Antrac back home and then Monday morning, like, go to work like nothing happened <laughs> yeah i like this i like this because it's like you're 
you you I hear discipline, like you had a goal, a long-term goal, and you just knew that you're gonna keep putting some money over there until the opportunity came and you kind of created the opportunity because you were preparing yourself. And yeah. uh I love it. I love it. So so with this whole mentality of overcoming and and being more of a financial steward, I guess, like has some of this rubbed off with your kids? I'm trying and it's like, it's hard. Like I try to, my son, he's going to be 13 in, in a couple months. And I, I try to have frank conversations with him. Like, do you understand that you, I even literally a couple of days ago or yesterday, I had this conversation with him. Mm-hmm. I'm like, do you understand that you are in a much better place in your life that I, I ever was mm-hmm. at your age? Yeah, yeah. When when I was 13, the 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 internet was like barely just born, if even, and not even because it really didn't get popping, at least from my experience. So like 1996, 97. Mm-hmm. And even then, like the only way for me to get access to the internet was if I went to the library. That that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, no computer in my house, like not nothing, no like aim. Like I didn't I didn't do any 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 of that stuff at, at that time. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't until when I got to college and undergrad in 97 that like like I literally I remember I had like a whole page of like websites I wanted to look up just to see how the websites look like something simple as like the New York Giants website and like things like that like WWF at the time yeah. like just checking out website and I would spend literally like hours oh snap like yeah. uh just going on different websites and stuff so it's like um so like you have the internet you got YouTube you got all this stuff and like I'm learning as I'm going to help your future out yeah like you you already have more more money than i ever had at, at your age like you want to use it for school for college or you want to get a bus bus you behind and get a get an academic scholarship or if you want to play a sport like you're good at soccer you're pretty good at basketball like yeah practice and do them and get an academic scholarship that way or whatever that way, if you do get a scholarship and it's a full ride somewhere, like preferably in an in-state school here in Delaware, that okay, now you got all this money that if you want to purchase property, you want to. We got crypto currently, NFTs. Who knows how's that going to go by the time he's he's eighteen, and like you have all these resources, but he's like, no, I don't want, I don't want to. I even had, I, I even had a conversation with, with him. I was like. Do you hear your kids talk about crypto, talk about NFTs? I'm like, no. So what do you guys talk about? Like, <laughs> it's like, even like your favorite rappers are talking about it. Why are you guys not talking about it? Great. I mean, like, I'm I'm astonished right now a little bit too with, like, this is, he's 13, right? He's going to be 13. Yeah. Is he's, he going to be 13? Yeah. Hey, 12, 13. 13. Hey, I know. 12, 13. I know, right? She's 12, 13. <laughs> I lost count. But you're having, what I like, what I like about what you're saying is, and I hope people don't miss this is that you're being intentional about having money conversations with him. Yeah. And not only just like, oh, how you handle money, but like, what's it for? And you're talking about long-term things and how he has to start planning for like, 
the whole thing about like, hey, you're going to have this money, you're going to have to either work your butt off to get in college, or you're going to get some scholarships, whichever one, at 12 or 13 years old, to me, those conversations typically don't happen until someone's 18 when they're about to go, yeah. <laughs> go into college. Yeah, exactly. So I want to clap it up for you for like, just being intentional and having that conversation early. And I, th- I would assume often. Yeah, I try. I try to. I mean, going back to to like the Earn Your Leisure podcast, like every Monday, like eight o'clock, leave me alone. I'm watching Market Mondays. <laughs> so I've learned so much from from like that show, um, and I try to put it in, put it into practice. Yeah. Uh, he he's even seen me like like talking to to the host of the show, like my son has, mm-hmm. like. Talking, no, I participated on the show a couple of times. It was like, you know, seeing me like in action trying to put stuff in practice. Like, my my daughter is like, why do you like reading a book about finances and things like that? Because I'm like, want to help you for for your future. And then, like, I even like the other day, like, I I learned about um, you know, Ugma accounts. So. Mm-hmm going going back to their benefits mm-hmm. that they got after their mom passed yeah when i learned about the ugma i put it in practice well, wait, 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 so wait. wait you gotta you gotta break that down for the people i know what you're talking about break it down for the pig and bull is that ugma uh uma uh, you right uma and then you you there's the t one the t the ta right i think something so. like it was two of them yeah but go ahead and, and so basically it's an account that just like any any adult could go like TD Ameritrade or any uh, Charles Wobb and just open up a, a brokerage account mm-hmm. uh, for them, for yourself. And then you could actually do it for your kids as well. So I literally started taking their money. I, I hope Social Security don't, <laughs> don't, don't see this. <laughs> but... But like using their money to uh, put it in their accounts. So they, so my kids, my 12, 13 year old son and my nine year old daughter have shares in Apple Mm. and Microsoft. They each got a share and my fault for not purchasing more shares of Tesla, but they each got a share in Tesla. Okay. Thank you, Tesla, for running up to like twelve hundred. Yeah, <laughs> I appreciate you. I appreciate, appreciate you. you. <laughs> um, so things like that, like uh, ETF, ETF funds, mm-hmm. um, you know, things like that, and and then I literally had a conversation. Like I went on their account, like their, and like so, guess how much y'all y'all made so far? And I told them the amount. I was like, whoa, that's cool. And it's like, but they, they haven't fully gotten it. Like, yeah. I want them to put two and two together. It's like, bro, I didn't do anything to make the money. Yeah. Like, how do I get this money? Yeah. It'll <laughs> so, keep, yeah, keep having a conversation. Yeah. I think it's going to come through. Like, it's it's going to come through. It's going to hit them. Like, you know, our parents just said, eat your vegetables, eat your, eat your vegetables. It's kind of like that. Yeah. Eventually, when we get older, like, oh, yeah, I see why I need to eat my vegetables. And I think um, this is really good. And since it's like you're so are you having planned conversations or are these like spontaneous conversations about money with your kids no these are these are pretty you no know, spontaneous okay. you know, conversations so just having like life like i want them to understand like 
they're at a good place in life. Like, mm-hmm. yes, we went through a lot of stuff, like from you know their mom passing at, at a young age. Yes, their grandmother who they live with, like passed away. Yes, you're missing your friends. Like that you especially my son had a had a tough time missing his friends from the Bronx. That he he actually had like a crew of friends that they like were together from like first grade to fifth grade and they graduate and they're like a lot of them, some of them might still be in the Bronx and then we out here in Delaware. So he's got to make new friends all over again from the jump, go through a whole virtual year of school, like being in the house on Zoom, doing class time yeah. on Zoom and now trying to make new friends like in person going to class. So you went through a lot and just keep fighting, keep pushing. Like I'm trying the best as I can as a parent to like, and something happened to me. I even did a living will, like, because I didn't know if COVID was going to take me out mm. and just try to leave stuff for them um, last year in 2020 um, as well. So, like, leave that. And then my next step is to, now that I got a house, to, like, do a, a, a trust. Um, that way, since I got the business and then with the house and put all that together in a trust. I wanted to do that this year, but that's going to be an early 2022 go and just in case something does happen okay here here's the life insurance money like yeah do something productive for this like go out go watch earn your leisure go watch like all the episodes and like you always on youtube instead of what playing roblox you know do that and, like yeah and so teaching my feet i was teaching my fiance try to put it on some on her, her on some game as well and so you need to help me like like gotta help yourself yeah. too. like i do what i can but like you right know, right right i can't do everything right i can't do everything i can't i can't open your head up and put a book in there um so so man you, you i love what you're doing and i applaud you for it um one final question before i give this final question um, for UMA people, uh, the, what it means is Unified Managed Account. I just looked it back up because uh, I, I knew what it was, but I just had to remember. So Unified Managed Account uh, is a privately managed investment account. Uh, so yeah, he used that to his advantage. He, he got some, some game and then he applied it and he's exposing his children to it, which leads me to the question of what does legacy mean to you? Well, that that's also like going back to to the podcast is like yes, I do you know curse on uh, on the podcast from time to time, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know here and there. But like leaving a legacy, like you go on the podcast, you'll hear my voice till the end of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you miss me, put on the podcast, and you can hear my voice. You could when whenever my book drops. Um, I'm hoping for the end of this year, but like I've been like a little slacking. <laughs> I'm trying to get it together <laughs> for hopefully the, if not this year, definitely beginning of 2022. I'm trying my best for this year. It's just been a crazy, crazy time. So um when my book is is released, you have my words of what I went through like in my mind and putting it out there on paper and like for the world to see and you could see my words and like my name is on the cover like I wrote a book mm-hmm. like that's that's forever yeah you want to read my words you want to hear me 
um, you know, it's compared to like, you know, when their mom passed and it was like, like, yes, you got a, uh, might have some memories. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's priceless. The memories are priceless. You know, my, my daughter was too young when she passed. So like, I'm telling no stories like, um, but those, when I pass those stories, uh, whenever that, that time is, that's going to end. So, um, they got a comforter. They got like Winnie the Pooh. My ex-wife was obsessed with Winnie the Pooh. So there's like Winnie the Pooh dolls and Winnie the Pooh blankets and mm-hmm. things like those, that type of stuff. But, you know, but in terms of like no land, no money, no insurance. Well, I did have life insurance that I used. That also helped put that money away and that helped, you know, save that money up that contributed to like saving up as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I wish I, the life insurance game that I learned in the past year and a half, I wish I knew that game back then. <laughs> It'd be another, com- another, another podcast. <laughs> yes. Um, but to, for, but before your listeners learn, get life insurance, stop using GoFundMe pages, things of, things of that nature, especially not black and brown folks. And this is no disrespect, but you need life insurance, get term life insurance, start young. If you have a baby, put life insurance on that, on the baby. Like you, it's, you save so much money. It's like pennies to a dollar, depending on who you get, just do it. Even like, especially with the pandemic, like I try to switch my insurance, my life insurance, and they're like, like they'll like deny you because you're overweight. They'll deny you if you. Uh, a lot of people like gain COVID weight. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, if you have high blood pressure, people would deny you just because for life for high blood pressure. You have nothing else. You healthy as can be. Besides. They were denying people that this is all, you know, COVID related. And mm-hmm. I'm not, sh- yeah. I haven't done much research afterwards. I'm actually want to have somebody uh, have, uh, who does life insurance on my podcast to, to discuss that um, only because for social workers, you know, life insurance, you know, is important um, just for anybody is important, but uh, you know, they use, when you get the benefits, like, oh, we have this group life insurance and there's some other life insurance if you want to pay into it, whatever. But the group life insurance, you can't take that no, <laughs> when right, you leave your job. Right. So, so, okay, if something happens to you, like, you're going to be out if you don't have, like, your own life insurance right, on, on the side. Right, so, you got to You got to do it. Um, so when you, um, hearing your story, and that's good advice, get life insurance, people, like, for real, just... I love what you said. We got to stop the goal. Especially now when it was the COVID, like, like we got NBA players like oh, who's like fit or, or using pumps and stuff like mm-hmm. just to breathe sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, like it, it really was scary like seeing people on the news that are like way better shape than I am. It was like literally like dying because of COVID. I was like, oh snap, like this is... This is serious. It's, yeah, it's real serious. Yeah. So... In your story, this whole let's put an art to it. With someone hearing your story, what do you want them to take a walk away with as your last as their last words as we close out? There's still so much 
opportunity. There's so much to to learn. Uh, obviously, you gotta have the right mindset for it. Like, yes, like it's okay to not be okay mentally, emotionally. Um, find an outlet somewhere. Like, just do just take a take walks if you can. Like, take no. I used to like write, write and journal write when I was younger. Like I did that in school, mm-hmm. um, and then like as an adult, like in my twenties, I started doing that again. So like writing, obviously, I'm, I got a book coming out. Start write poetry. Uh, uh, now find whatever works for you as an outlet. No gyms. No the, the countries like opening back up again. Like, mm-hmm. You want to go back to the gym and, and do that. Um, there's different outlets. There's so much uh, to learn. Use like the internet and like we got everybody wants to talk about crypto wants to about there's nfts and there's this there's that there's always like the next the next thing and like use that to your advantage and learn stuff like people's always on their phone people's like always online like just instead of like bsing like mm-hmm. learn something like now we you know we had a place in our lives that we could like work from home and and, and make an actual halfway dis- decent living and actually make a good living if you want to, depending on certif- certifications and things like that. Like learn some IT stuff here and there. Like I always tell my kids, like learn a, l- a little bit about everything as much as you can. Mm. Um, I always try to pick that up uh, wherever I was at. Like I when I was younger in my 20s I used to like work in a mosque doing helping with with security so like um which helped me land a social work job because Mm. the social work job was like literally down the street from the mosque I used to work at so I already knew the area and kind of knew who lives in the area and like land a job because hey I know this area like I I take the train this is where I gotta go this is like who lives in the area, like a shop in the area. So it's like, you know, different things like that. You just never know where like life is, is going to take yeah. you. Yeah. You might, might struggle right now. It's okay to struggle, but always like find something just for me to pick yourself up. Like some, somehow, some way there's just, there's just so much. And I, I think people, especially us black and brown people just find woke up uh, 2020, like really like, something simple as like learning about stocks and real estate and and things of that nature and to a point like it doesn't even matter really who is the president of the united states like things are are going to happen no matter who's in office and just like work it to, to your your advantage like you know college is not not definitely not like a guaranteed thing anymore um probably never really was <laughs> a guaranteed thing but people really like well i'm gonna waste all this money and then i'm not gonna be working at it or what i'm studying so like i'll be in the field that i study for, for for four years four or five years so um it does have college does have its advantages definitely like um you know i had a a good experience you no know, on undergrad and like I, you know, I had a radio show in undergrad like I like did different things and participated in different things going to basketball games things like that and you know people I still connect with in, in undergrad so 
but you no know, times have changed between 2021 2022 and by the time my kids are, are 18 who knows like what was that is going to happen mm-hmm. like, um you know bitcoin power be be around who knows what the next next there's always the next thing so it's like why don't you just like learn what that what that is and just figure things out as you go just one day one day at a time that's all you can really do like just like live the best you can just one day at a time i love it i love it it's 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 like make the most of what you got right now and you never know what's going to take you that's what i hear from you yeah absolutely yeah like like i would have never thought like 2014 when i got separated in 2015 when my divorce was finalized that years later like in less than 10 years i'll be like a homeowner in a new state and never thought i'd be living in delaware never like and it wasn't until i started dating my now fiance that she got family down here and you know we come here for thanksgiving and for christmas it was like oh snap these houses are beautiful and you said the school system is good too. Okay, I, I could kind of see myself living here, and then I go back home. I was like, I'm not feeling this anymore. Like, like I had like friends I grew up with that refused to go to go back home, seeing their parents. It's like I don't want. Like that's not my life anymore. Like if my parents want to stay there, like that's on them. But like I want better for myself. So I kind of like those little seeds. Like kind of like was implanted and then like just obviously life experience happened and just you you grow from experience or like hopefully and you learn from it and like I'm still learning I'm not nowhere close to where I want want to be at and like I got got my podcast and you know I got trying to get this uh, Bass City Entertainment thing popping with with the book and then through the Zumba and who knows what's what 2022 is going to bring kind of like look I was like 2021 like what you got (laughs) I hope it's better 2022 I'm like the same way what you got 2022 like I'm like leery like yeah stepping in 2022 yeah which is like but look I'm I'm wanting hey what you got for me I'm ready come on let's go (laughs) I love it I love it Bass you have been an amazing guest uh you have wonderful stories and gems pull out from each one of them um, I hope the, the the listeners go back and listen to and kind of take that in because you dropped some knowledge and I'm super happy that you were on the show with us. Thank you so much, sir, for, for joining. Thank you. Pleasure being on. I appreciate it. Yeah, we're going to do it again, hopefully. So as we close out the show today, um, we have this motto. It doesn't matter what you make, but what you do, what you make. And if you do that, you can change your mind, change your wallet, change your life. We had an excellent guests that exemplified that so till next time listen in subscribe and go follow my man bass the social work rants podcast and also subscribe to his till next time peace